Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. in your Bibles, and we're going to start with verse 1. Let let me go somewhere else, if you will, and can I come back to this? This is going to help us understand Luke 5. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 18. Let's go there. That should be the last scripture I gave you all. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. Let's look at that in your Bibles. And let's look at what the Lord is saying to us as Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to look at two words today that I want us to focus on, that's going to help us to understand just how powerful you are. Satan's greatest weapon is blindness. If he can blind us, then he know he paralyzes us. Two words I want to look at. I want to look at the word reconcile and repentance. I'm going to connect those two words. To show you how you and I are to operate in this realm. I believe it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just stupid enough and crazy enough to believe it. And I have experienced it. And I know it works. Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says, Now all things are of God. How many things? All things are of God. Somebody said the air. Is God's. The sea is God's. The earth is God's. The silver, the gold, the precious stones, it all belongs to God. Now, do you believe that? Let's, let's look at this here. Now, 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 it says, now all things are of God. All things are of God. Who has reconciled us? Now, notice here. In this verse here, he's talking about things, then he's talking about us. Things in us. Things in us. He created things first, then brought us on the scene. For what reason? To rule things. To have dominion over things. But when man sinned, things was placed in the hands of Satan. Satan told Jesus this in the wilderness of temptation. If you bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and their glory. I give them to you because it has been given to me. But he says here, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And now, 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 watch it right. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Why should you and I have a ministry if he have already reconciled all things? 
What good? I mean, if you've reconciled all things, then they're reconciled. Then what good is you giving us a ministry of reconciliation since you have already reconciled all things? Then we don't need a ministry of reconciliation. You have already done it. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, the word reconcile, listen to this here, it's beautiful. This is not the Greek or the Hebrew, but the English, it kind of coincides with the Greek and the Hebrew. It says, to make two apparently, apparently conflicting things compatible. To make two apparently conflicting things, or two conflicting things, two things that is conflicting, to make it compatible. Two things that is conflicting. You and I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. We was born in a conflict. We was born in opposition with God. When our parents brought us in, we was born in opposition. We was born in, in a conflict. So what God has done, he says here, through Jesus Christ has given us, uh, not, 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 I'm going ahead of myself. Now all things are God who has reconciled us to himself. Who is the us? The one that has received the instrument of reconciliation, Christ. Since we received Christ, he said, now you are reconciled Back to God. Or you're reconciled, I like the amplified version, in harmony and in favor with God. You mean, for what reason? Why have you reconciled us? You saved us. Why are, will you, excuse me, why are we reconciled? Now all things are of God. He reconciled us that you and I would bring the things that he created in harmony with him. I'm going somewhere with this. And I'm going to show you in the word of the Lord. And the word reconciliation kind of coincides with the word repentance. Jesus came preaching the, uh, 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 the message of repentance. But John came first. But he began preaching, the scripture says, concerning Jesus. But watch this right here. When we think about repentance, we, the first thing we think about is sin. We think about, let me... Ask God to forgive me of the sin that I have committed. But repentance goes beyond just me changing my mind, changing my heart concerning sin. Repentance, think about the word re. Re re means what? To bring back. To come back to something. To bring, be brought back to something. So why is John preaching repentance? To bring us back to God in Christ. A Christ, God, the Holy Spirit. Jesus preached repentance, but he demonstrated repentance. He preached it and demonstrated it. Watch this right here. Another definition of the word reconcile. This, we we got to get this. I didn't even finish it, did I? No, I didn't finish it. To make two apparent conflicting things compatible or consistent with each other. Or what? Consistent with each other. 
So when we see destruction, when we see tornadoes, when we see hurricanes, when we see earthquakes, when we see these things, these things come as a result, ladies and gentlemen, of sin. But did Jesus really deal with sin? Absolutely. Did he conquer sin? Absolutely. Did he defeat Satan? Absolutely. Did he defeat demons? Absolutely. So Jesus conquered Satan, conquered demons, and defeated sin. The Bible says he died to sin how many times? Once. And he dies how many more times? No more. So if Jesus has died to sin once, and he he dies no more to sin, so therefore God, through Christ, has reconciled us and given us the ministry of reconciliation. Of course, he's talking about in the word of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me. It's our responsibility, amen, to minister to people, to bring people back to God. But not only people back to God, his creation. Now listen to me. You've got to understand something. Now I believe in the full counsel of the word of the Lord. Certain things is going to take place. You and I can't change it. The book of Revelation tells us that certain things are going to happen. There's going to be a new heaven, a new earth. And the Bible let us know about the Antichrist, about all these things. But I personally believe, ladies and gentlemen, that God has given you and I a sphere of authority to exercise it for him. For people to know just how powerful and how good our God is. Are you hearing me? And notice what he says here. Now, another definition of the word reconcile is to cause, to submit to, or accept something. To cause, to submit to. To cause, to submit to. This is the word uh, reconciliation, or to reconcile. Now, let's go, if you will, up to our original verse, our foundation scripture, Luke chapter 5. Let's look at a biblical principle in the word of the Lord. Luke chapter 5. Now, if, if what Paul is teaching and preaching, what Paul wrote, then Jesus had to demonstrate it for him to write it. Jesus is the head of the church. He's the what? Head of the church. Now, when you have a baby, got quite uh, not quite a few, but you have a few people that is be having their babies this month. When next month, uh, uh, how long was London in labor? How many? Woo! I didn't know it was that long. Glory to God. 36 hours. So, from understand, she had a C-section, right? So, they did a C-section on them. When you have the baby naturally, what comes out first? The head comes out first. The head comes out. Do you think it's a coincidence that the head come out first, that God designed it that way for the baby to turn when it's almost time for the baby to come out. The head comes out first. The head comes out, then the body comes out. Everything works that way, ladies and gentlemen, in every realm. The realm of God and in this realm. The head is always the pace setter. The head is what? The pace setter. Now watch this right here, if you will. Luke chapter uh, 5, it begins at verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. They pressed about him to do what? Hear the word of God. They pressed about him to do what? Hear the word of God. That he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Verse 2. And said to, excuse me, saw two boats uh, standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Verse 3. 
Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the lake, the land, excuse me. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. They came to hear the word. They was pressing him, so he gets in a boat, pushed out a little bit, and began to teach them the word of God. Now, verse 4, if you will. When he had stopped speaking, when he had stopped speaking, excuse me for one minute, if you will, here. When he had stopped teaching, when he had stopped preaching, he did what? He said something to Simon. After he finished teaching, Listen, gentlemen, this is how God operates. I want you to get this principle. After he finished teaching, I guarantee you, we don't know what he was teaching. But what he's getting ready to tell Peter to do, I guarantee you, it lines up with what he just finished teaching. You can take it to the bank. You can see it all through. Study the word of the Lord. Study Jesus' life. Remember, Jesus was teaching a crowd of people for three days. And after the three days was up, before the three days was up, everybody had ate all-day food. The Bible said Philip came to him and said to Jesus, Jesus, send the people away to the marketplace so they can buy some food. The Bible says that, watch this right here, the Scripture says that Jesus tested him, for he knew what he was going to do, so he tested Philip. He said, you feed them. Now watch this right. He was teaching for three days, all the food gone. He said, Jesus, me feed them, don't you understand? If I had, I wouldn't even have a hundred pennies worth of food, of money, to go feed all this great multitude. He tested him. What did he test him with? I guarantee you what he had just finished teaching the multitude for the last three days. He said, he said, what do you have? Listen, nobody have nothing. A little boy here got some bread and some fish. Here, he said, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Now, he was peach preaching three days. When he tested Philip, Philip's response revealed that he had not repented. Oh, no, 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 no. Not asking Jesus to forgive him of his sins. He didn't change it. The word didn't change his mind. To cause him to think in line with Jesus or think in line what Jesus was teaching. He said, you feed him. Then he said, what do you have? This lad got some bread. This lad has some fish. He said, bring it to me. Bring it to me. He broke the fish and broke the bread. When he broke the fish and the bread, what was the first thing he did, ladies and gentlemen? He did what? He blessed it. The first thing he did when these are biblical principles, these are biblical principles, when it it came into Jesus' hand, 
What we need to understand, Jesus came um, not only preaching repentance, but he came preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the what? Kingdom. So when the bread and the fish touched his hand and he blessed it, the bread and the fish transferred realms. It moved from this realm and it moved into the realm that created it. Who created fish? God. Who created bread? God. So what, what did Jesus do? He caused the fish and the bread to experience reconciliation. He brought the bread and the fish back in harmony with its creator by blessing it. Now God have access uh, to the bread. God have access to the fish. After he blessed it, he began to what? Break it and begin to what? Give it. And as he broke it, gave it, what happened? It began to multiply. Some of y'all have heard my testimony when I should travel with Dr. Brown. He was under the tent. And... Uh, he had a person definitely count the money, the offering after the meeting was over with. Because you had to pay the pay bills. You had to pay the land you own. The the power is very expensive doing them tent meetings. People don't have no idea. They think you just have a tent meeting, but it's very, very expensive. One person counted the money. Had another person count the money. About five of us counted the money back to back, and everybody was off. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with numbers. And I'm pretty good with memory, with money, too. But every time we counted it, it increased. And I was like, can of y'all count? The next person counted. And the, and the money kept on increasing and increasing and increasing. And then finally we realized. God was multiplying the money every time we counted it. I experienced that. I seen it with my own eyes. I was a part of it, ladies and gentlemen. God, when we, when we took that money, and I always understand this, please listen to me. We take too many things too casual and too lightly. When you do your tithes and your offering and that money is prayed over, that money shifts kingdoms. It shifts realms. That's why I don't play around with, with, with God's stuff. I don't play around with it. This stuff is real to me. I've never taken a dime from this ministry. I've never taken a copper penny from this ministry. Not petty cash, anything, because I fear God. Are you hearing me? It belongs to God. Once that, that you prayed over it, it's sanctified. It's holy. It belongs to Him. To touch it is to touch God. So, so when the, He took the bread and the fish, He blessed it. It shifted kingdoms. It came right back up under the rim of the one that created it. Satan told Jesus, "If you bow down and worship me, I give you what all the kings of the world and everything that's in it." And the glory thereof, brother. And the glory thereof. For it was given unto me, and I can do whatever I want to do with it. But Jesus comes on the scene. Representing a new kingdom. And he's the king of this new kingdom. So therefore, when they brought the fish to him, and he blessed it, he 
transferred from under the realm of Satan's dominion back to the original creator. Now, I personally believe that none of us should ever get food poisoned, sick by eating food. And I got food poisoned flying when I was on, on my way to South Africa one time. And you want to know why I believe I got food poison? Never had food poison in my life before. I never experienced it. I didn't know what it was. I said, I'm not just feeling bad. What is, what's wrong with me? I'm feeling bad. And then as soon as the plane left, uh, uh, landed, you don't want to get food poison. I personally believe I got food poison because I was casual. You know, you can do something so long and get familiar with it. I bless it in Jesus' name. And, 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 and there's really, really no faith in what you're saying. You, you just raise up, don't you? You know you got to bless the food. Uh, just bless it in Jesus' name. Your, your, your faith is not really, you don't really believe that when you bless that, it's truly sanctified. And it's moved from this realm to the realm of God. If anything is in there, it cannot hurt you. That's why Jesus said, if you're drinking a deadly thing, it won't hurt you. But a lot of people drinking deadly stuff and it's hurting them. Why? Because I believe they don't believe. So notice what it says here. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, after he stopped preaching, now do. I'm getting ready to put you in a situation, Peter, for you to experience what I just finished teaching. And that's where we fail. We love the teaching. We were afraid to do. And I guarantee you, before the week is out, Whatever I teach, I guarantee you, God, I'm already in the creative circumstances situation. Tailor me just for you to experience the word of God, but we fail. And that reveals what God can do and what God cannot do for us. Amen? Notice what it says. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, lunch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Verse 5. But Simon answered, just like the average one of us, This is how we talk to God. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we are toiled all night and caught nothing. You don't understand. That's why God gave us. You don't understand. It's amazing to me, our mentality. You don't understand, God. I'm a fisherman. This is my occupation. I was raised up by my daddy to know how to fish. We know when there's fish and we know when there's not fish. We've been toiling all night. If Listen, Jesus, if we didn't catch nothing at night, we ain't going to catch nothing in the day. Why do you think we were toiling all night? Because the fish come out at night. So, therefore, it's daytime. And you are a carpenter. I'm a fisherman and you're a carpenter. I know you're Jesus and you came from heaven. You're the son of God, but this is my occupation. This is my skill. This is my talent. This is what I know. I know this best. But he turned around and said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Jesus, I know what I'm doing. We've been toiling all night. And, 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 but, but I know you're the Messiah. I'm here to serve you. But nevertheless, at your word, I don't believe it. I'm just doing it.
is an amazing what Jesus has finished teaching. He was not able to identify nor associate his situation with what Jesus just finished teaching. Same thing with Philip. Philip was not able to identify or associate <laughs> him feeding the multitude. He put him in a situation Jesus would have never told him to feed if he didn't have the capacity to feed the multitude. He tested him. Jesus never tests you to fail. He tests you for you to be elevated and promoted. For you and I to become one with him. He tested him. But he wasn't able to identify, recognize. And that's what happened with a lot of us. Because what you're hearing, you can't see how it fit your circumstance or situation. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, that's why. You have to get this thing by the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit don't open it up, you cannot see. Much is right here. Verse 6, if you will. Are you getting something? And when they had done this, and when they had done this, they what? But there was no fish. There was no fish. They were fishing all night. But when they dropped the net... Where did the fish come from? Where? There was no fish all night. But nevertheless, at your what? Word. They let down the net. And the Bible said, and when they had done this, when they had done this, done what? The word. When they had done the word, they caught a great number of fish. And their nets was breaking. This is the power of a man and a woman of God. I didn't say an apostle. I didn't say a prophet. I didn't say evangelist, pastor, teacher. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. At his word. And watch it. Where was the fish? Ladies and gentlemen, don't you not understand that he says, watch this right here. Jesus put Peter. In a position of dominion. When he made Adam and Eve in Genesis, uh, uh, Adam, uh, formed Adam out of dust of the ground, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. He said, and let them have what? Let them have what? Dominion over what? The fish and the sea, the fowl of the air, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Let them have. So when Peter... When Peter obeyed the word that created Adam, now Peter is exercising dominion. And the fish, if they were not, they had to come into existence. Watch this right here. Kathy, you will be Jesus. Say, step forward. I'm stepping forward based on her word. And my stepping forward, my action based on her word, calls everything I hear to line up with me, to line up with my step. 
I obeyed the word, and everything that's connected to that word lines up with my action. Ladies and gentlemen, let me share something with you. I made it, I've been saying this for years and years and years. I will never be broke another day of my life. And I don't say that because I'm not challenged. I don't say that because I know somebody can give me body. I never went to nobody, never asked anybody for any money. I believe this unadulterated, infallible word, baby. That word can't fail. I believe that word greater than any human being, any business partner, any business, any circumstance. And I, I believe this word. If I go down to a nickel, if I go down to a penny, I believe with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, ladies and gentlemen, money will show up. Because I believe this word. Don't know where it's coming from. Never know how it's going to come, ladies and gentlemen. I believe it. And believing it is not confessing it. Believing it is doing it. When I do what he tells me to do, he's responsible. And listen, listen. And I personally believe this right here. I put, now, watch this right here. This is good. This is principle here. When Peter obeyed the word, did God create fish? I don't believe he did. I don't believe God created no fish. You say you don't believe God created fish? Because he don't cease from his work. He ain't created nothing else. He's not creating anything else. Peter's obedience caused the fish to multiply. He activated the law, just like laws of gravity, laws of flight, laws of thrust. All of these are different laws, ladies and gentlemen, in this realm. And when God, listen, when God spoke to the, uh, uh, the, uh, the fowl of the air and the fish, be fruitful and multiply. When God spoke and told it to multiply, that means there was a law, there was a commandment. The fish have to obey the word, the command, the original command that God gave 7,000 years ago. And the only thing you and I are doing is stepping out and activating that law, just like you're activating the law of gravity. I just activated the law of gravity. What goes up in this room comes down, is that right? So the law is real. And the law of dominion is in the midst of every man, woman, boy, and girl that is born again, ladies and gentlemen. And I personally believe this right here. I've been testing this. I haven't said anything to you. I've been testing this and been applying this and been speaking this and decreeing this and declaring that this, this thing right here. I've been commanding things to, come, to reconcile back to God so it can be reconciled to me. I have the ministry of reconciliation, ladies and gentlemen. You can command money. I love when God tests us. How we handle a test reveals what you really believe. Test exposes you. It reveals if you believe God or you believe circumstances, situations more than God. How would you ever experience him if you've never been put in a situation? 
Peter was put in a situation. Philip was put in a situation. But they would never encounter nor experience the supernatural. Was that supernatural? Absolutely. Absolutely. We could talk about supernatural all day long. But you will never experience the supernatural if your natural is never challenged. If your natural money ain't challenged, you're not going to experience no supernatural income. If your body is never challenged, you will never experience supernatural healing. Because you challenge, that don't mean anything. You should start rejoicing when you get challenged. Praise the Lord. This is an opportunity for me to exercise dominion over every work of darkness. Dominion over the created work of God. My body was created, so I take dominion over this body. Body line up in Jesus' name. You have a minister of reconciliation. You have a minister of what? Reconciliation. Have a minister of what? Reconciliation. And when I make a statement, I'll never be broke another day in my life. I don't say that arrogantly. I've probably been tested and tried greater than everybody in here. But you have never heard me complain. My wife has never heard me complain. Been married to her for 26 years. Ain't never heard me complain. My children has never heard me complain. I believe God. Either you believe him, you don't. See my, I, see, my mentality, either he's God or he ain't God. If you ain't God, then let me go back into the world and, and be stupid like I was before I got saved. But if you're God, I'm going to believe you. If you're God, I'm going to die holding on to what you say. You want to come through and rescue me or I'm going to die? See, that's my mentality, ladies and gentlemen. I believe in. Watch this right here. This is good. This is good. Let's go to verse 7. I want to read out of my Bible here. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. At his word... He didn't catch enough fish for his boat. Do you see this how the supernatural operate? Even with the miracle of the bread and the fish, there was always basketfuls left over. Then I want you to decree and declare, I will live in the more than enough. See, you don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. Because so, you're hesitating. You, you're scared because if I say it, I may be tested. Good! Because if you're being tested, that means um, you've been found worthy to be tested. You're getting ready to prove the good, perfect will of God. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Supernatural. The fish was reconciled. Back in harmony and favor with God. Jesus exercised the ministry of repentance, the ministry of reconciliation, gave Peter a word. That word, when he stepped out, he was operating in a ministry or a spirit of repentance and reconciliation. He turned. I guarantee you this changed his mind. 
verse 8, if you will. And this is the key. Listen to me. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am what? A sinful man, O Lord. Now watch this right here. When did he say this? Did he say this when Jesus was preaching? He said it after he experienced what Jesus preached, when he did what Jesus told him to do. And he saw the manifestation. He said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And the reason I'm a sinful man is because I didn't believe you. I didn't trust you. I doubted you. And I thought I knew what I was doing because I'm a fisherman. I know my stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, until this become a reality to you, listen to the Holy Spirit. Until this become a reality to all of us, I'm going to share something with you. And we learn how to walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit, nothing's going to work for you. Know why? Because you already think you know. That means because you know something, you're good at something, you're not going to submit it to the Holy Spirit. Because I know how to do it. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the supernatural could never be experienced by you because you're already proficient in what you think you know. And when he, when, when he will try to, he will have you to do something that has never been done before. I did a message years ago called The Glory That Exceedeth. The Glory That Exceedeth. In that message out of Corinthians, it was talking about um, Moses under the Old Testament. That glory was good for that day. But there's a glory that exceeded. It was a glory. But it exceeds. Don't you understand? The glory for today is not going to be good for the glory for tomorrow. See, 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 that's why you ask him for daily bread. See, see, because I'm not going to depend on the bread that I got today. Because if I depend on the bread today, the bread I get today won't work for tomorrow. Because there's a glory of the bread for today, but there's a glory that exceeds the bread for today. A glory that exceeds. So it was the miracle that caused him to repent, caused him to change his heart, caused him to change his mind. Notice once again, ladies and gentlemen, after he gave him the command, and he gave him the command after he had taught the word of the Lord. It wasn't the teaching. It was the application of the teaching that caused the conviction to come. In this day and time, people's going to come to Jesus by the power of your life. Everybody confessing Jesus. Everybody got a cross on. All the rappers today, they got crosses and they cussing. I won't say some other stuff. I ain't going to say anything, but, but you know what they do. But they got a cross on. And a big one, too. Diamonds all in it. 
And they even put Jesus in their rock, son, right behind a curse word, and Jesus come out the next one. And they really believe what they're saying. But you want to know why? Because there's no demonstration of power. When there's a demonstration of power, it'll cause them to stop and think. Are you hearing me today? John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 24. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. This is interesting. This is interesting. Notice what Jesus said. If I did not, excuse me, if I had not done among them the what? The what? The works. If I had not done, if I had not done, if I had not done, if I had not done. The works which no one else did, they would have what? They would have no sin. But because I have done something, I have demonstrated, I have manifested, they cannot say anything. Now, notice what it says. Now, this is good because you've got to get this, ladies and gentlemen. If I had not done among them, it is if I had not preached among them. It is if I had not taught among them. My question to you, is your doing compatible with your saying? Which one is greater in your life, your saying or your doing? Don't answer. This is a question. Which one is greater in your life, your saying or your doing? We're in a, we in, a, we in a place today, in a state today, in a, in a place today in the church, ladies and gentlemen, that the emphasis is always on the saying and not the doing. Forever learning, but never able to come to the power of the knowledge of the truth. It is the doing that transforms and causes someone to believe. If I had not done among them, if I had not done among the works which no one else did. This is our third, fourth, fifth time starting life groups. Every time we will not, life groups is not to be designed to be a Bible study. And it ends up being another Bible study. It become another meaning of dispensing word, but there's no demonstration. And that's why it dies. They would have no sin. They would have no sin. They would have no sin if there was works. But now they have seen, also hate both me and my father. Powers in the doing. I put a question to the congregation on Wednesday night. When was the last time somebody got healed through you? 
When was the last time you laid hands on the sick and somebody received the power of God flowing through you? When was the last time you encountered the Lord that something happened, but it did not kill you or stop you? When was the last time you encountered the experience of supernatural? Because you got the power, listen. You have the power. When was the last time when, when Andre, when, when Roger called me and told me that you, was, you know, you was challenged, you were upset, what happened to your father, what the case may be, I said, did Andre go to the hospital and lay hands on his daddy? He that's my thinking. You ain't got to call for the preacher. The power is in you. Jesus called the twelve and gave them authority to go do what he did. Every one of you, you got the power. You ain't got to call on the preacher, the pastor. You ain't got to call on the intercessor. Listen, when everybody comes stand in agreement with me, do we see that in the Bible? What did Jesus have to say when, when the satyrian came to Jesus for his servant and, 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 and he said, listen, can you come pray for, for my servant? Because he's dying. Jesus speak to the, uh, the apostles. Go back and tell all the intercessors. Begin to pray. Come and get ready to go to the servant house. I'm ready to pray for you. Make sure the intercessors backing me up in prayer. We don't see that. He said, go, go, go tell the high priest. I'm getting ready to go to the satyrian house. We don't see that. By the time he did all of that, Harold, the man would have died. The powers in you. Do Jesus have a powerless church that we love form and fashion? We love scripture and we love teaching, preaching. We love him prophesying. But where's the power? Power to cast out devils. Your dad is still in the hospital? Is he still in the hospital? How many believe that we can send a word to that hospital, speak to his body? And he told me it was something in his lungs. The doctor said something in his lungs or something. They try to get, they got to get it out. If you don't get it out, he's gonna die. Did 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 you stand up and say he will not die? See. You're born again. You have authority. That's your daddy. You came out of your daddy's loins. That means you connected to your father in the natural. But you're born again by the spirit. You belong to God. And so since you belong to God, God have access to you and can have access to your father through you. Give him legal access to your daddy. You can say, I speak to the spirit of infirmity and I command you, loose him and let him go. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And you don't need an agreement partner. Come on, let's touch and agree. No, no, Jesus never touched. Ladies and gentlemen, see, we just make this thing hard. We make it difficult. We make it difficult. It ain't difficult. We bring all kind of, add all kind of stuff to it. That's why it don't work. Simply faith in Jesus.
and you're bringing your father's subject to the kingdom. Are you, are you getting this, ladies and gentlemen? So we see here in the word of the Lord. Oh, glory, my time is up. We see here in the word of the Lord. This is awesome. <laughs> we see here in the word of the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, there was a power that did this thing. Let me finish with one more scripture, if you will. Well, we'll finish tomorrow, uh, next week. But let me go to one more scripture. 1 Kings chapter 19, 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. In 1 Kings chapter 18, the children of Israel has backslidden. Ahab is the king of Israel at this time. The whole nation is serving idols. Jezebel is Ahab's wife. She have caused Ahab to turn from God and to serve and worship her God. What did the king do? Then the people began to do so. The whole nation turned and began to serve idols and worship idols. Here is Elijah. Oh, do we have any Elijahs today? And Elijah is a confronter. Confronts. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. But know what the scripture says. But the people what? But the people answer him not a word. The people what? Answer him not a word. Kind of sound like y'all today. But anyway. <laughs> Watch this right here. Watch this right here. This is good. This is good. The people were splitting the fence. They still came to church on Sunday. But Monday through Saturday, uh, uh, not Sunday, Saturday. They came to church on Saturday. But Sunday through Friday, they served Baal. He said, why, why are y'all living this way? How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. This is what God is saying to us today. Why, why do you come to church on Sunday, but you don't believe me on Monday? Why, why, why would you praise me on Sunday, worship me on Sunday, but when hell break loose on Monday, you're serving Baal. You're crying and you're whining. He said, why will you continue to operate this way? Why will you walk between two opinions? Let's go to our next verse. Now, this is the story. I'm not going to read the whole thing here. Uh, no, go to verse 37, my next verse. Yes, 37. Those that know, don't know the story, this is the story. Jezebel had the prophets of God killed. She murdered the prophets of God. 
I wonder how many prophets we would have today if we had persecution like we had back then. That if you prophesied, man, there's a band of soldiers on that side, the police officers waiting to get you to arrest you. Would you would you have prophesied this morning? Don't don't answer. <laughs> and, and and the young lady uh the young lady said, Brother, that was an awesome word. Hey, officer, he gave me a word. It was dynamite. Said, where is he? <laughs> would you say it wasn't me? Like Peter. <laughs> This is right here. This is the situation, ladies and gentlemen. God sent Elijah to challenge the prophets of Baal to turn the hearts of the people back to God. This is this is what we should and I should be doing. Turning the hearts of people back to God. We should be doing what? Turning the hearts of people back to God. Because and the only way you can do it is through power. Through what? Power. So Elijah came to them and said, Listen. Who, whoever God answered, listen, gentlemen, why don't we do this here? Let us, let us, let us live, live this way. Let us do this thing. Whatever God that answered, that's the one we're going to serve. Why do we get in arguments? Why do we get in confrontations? Has I given a confrontation? She believes she's right. I believe I'm right. Well, whoever God answer, then let's go with go with him. If God answer you, then I'm gonna go with you. But if God answer me, then go with me. We don't get no confrontation. The God that answers, the God that do what answers. We're not. Wouldn't that cause everything just to be squashed? Isn't that right? I mean, no confrontation. God answered. That was God. Let's go. So he said, the God that answers by fire, that's who we're going to serve. You go first. They built the altar. They put the wood up there. The Bible says they called on Baal from, from, from um, that morning or noon. All the way to evening. Bear wouldn't answer that, so then they got indignant and they start cutting itself. Come on! You respond to blood. I'm cutting myself, Bear. And Elijah started taunting them. Maybe you need to holler a little louder, but maybe, maybe he got his earplugs on. Maybe he got a, 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 a earring, what you call the thing? Hearing aid. He got a hearing aid. Call him just a little louder. Bail, want me to help you? Bail! He's all right. He said, now get some water and put water on my sacrifice. Fill it up with water. He didn't pray. He did not pray. He did not intercede. He just called. He did what? Call. Someone said, power's in my mouth. Is there anybody in here that has been challenged in your side area? In the side, like pain come from here to up in this area? Anyone in here? Is you? Okay. All right. Amen. 
God's going to take care of that today. Watch this right here. He, he filled the water and says, Jehovah! He is called on this God and the Bible says fire came, consumed, consumed the water, consumed the dirt. Fire came. One time, one call. How many calls? One. Watch this right here. Listen to this. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me. Somebody said, hear me, O Lord. Hear me. Hear me. See, 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 don't sit up under this word, Andre, and just listen to this in just a word. Do what Elijah just did. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me. And then say, I speak to my father's body. And I take dominion over my father's body. I subdue my father's body. I bring my father's body subject to the kingdom. There's no sickness in the kingdom. So I drive out the spirit of infirmity. Loose his lungs. I command his lungs to be made whole. I command his body to be made whole in the name of Jesus. And now receive all of the glory, Father. Then you get up and you're gone when you leave here. You got to work today. Leave him going on down to the hospital. Expecting him to be risen up. You understand? Because you got the power. You know the song that song used to say, I got the power? <laughs> Evidently, it must not be a Christian song. The way y'all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and look at y'all remember it too, don't you? <laughs> hear me, O oh Lord, hear me. That this people may know that what? This people may know that you are the Lord. God, hear me, O oh Lord, that the nurses in the hospital, the doctors will know that you are the Lord God. Are, are you getting this? Hear me, O oh Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you. Again, this, this fascinates me. <laughs> are y'all listening to what he's saying here? These people in the black sin stage, they're halted between two opinions. He says, hear me, hear me, O oh Lord, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you what? You what? Have. Let them know that you turned their heart before they even know that their hearts are turned. Are y'all getting this? That they will know you have turned their hearts back to you again. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord failed and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and he licked up the water that there was, that was in the trench. Y'all getting this? 39. Now when all the people, what? But when all the people saw. When was the last time somebody on your job saw? When was the last time somebody on your family saw? When was the last time somebody in your neighborhood saw? Oh, they heard. They ain't seen nothing. 
Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, what? The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Is there anybody that fell on their face on your job because of the manifestation and demonstration of the power of God? That sounds like repentance, don't it? That sounds like reconciliation, don't it? They was reconciled back to God because of the demonstration of his power. They were reconciled back to God because of the demonstration of what? His power. But notice, who did God use to demonstrate his power? A man that was sold out to God. See, we want, we want, the, we want the demonstration of the power, but we don't want him. Elijah was a man of God, a man that sold out to God. Jesus was a man of God, a man that sold out to God. So therefore, you you see, you got the power, but you got to want him who's the source of all power. Are are you getting this? Now, stand up to your feet. Stand up to your feet. Is anybody else challenging your body? Anybody else in here, stand to your feet. Anybody else challenging your body? Stand. Come down here real quick if you're challenged in your body. Somebody said, this is our season of power. Say, this is my season of power. I love it, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody said, Jesus is Lord. Now, didn't you get prayed for Wednesday? Huh? Did, did the pain leave Wednesday? Huh? The pain gone? Then what you oh, limping for? That means you still you have some pain today. Now listen, y'all got to understand how this thing works. For me to say I have no pain, I have pain. That's lying. That ain't faith. You got pain. Confessing you got pain is 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 not sin. It's not a lack of faith. You telling the truth that I have pain, but I'm healed. Did you understand? I'm healed. But I got pain, but I'm healed. I refuse to let the pain cause me to confess something that is contrary to the Word of God. Y'all remember that Sunday I was in here? I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I, you, y'all didn't notice. I couldn't even raise my hand. The clap was one of the most painful things I ever experienced in my life. I didn't know what happened. My shoulder just started excruciating pain. And, and just to do this, my God, I mean, it was sending pain all through my body. Never confess. I know I'm healed. But I, I feel the pain, but I'm still healed. And God manifested himself. He manifested himself. What's your challenge? Your back. What's your challenge? Stomach around here and here. What, what's your challenge? Back. Back. Feet. What's wrong with your feet? Swollen. Back in hip. Back in. Your knees. Cold, cough, and shortness of breath. Back and knee. Cold sinus. Uh, 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 what's, uh, congestion. Okay. Neck. Neck and shoulder pain from here. I had picked that up. That's one of the first things I had picked up earlier. Uh, and, I, and I got it from here. 
worship there, which with it back pain. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Give me fourteen people up here. Real quick, real quick. Fourteen people. And 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 y- y- y'all spread all the way down if you will. I want you to I want you to do do uh, 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 get in front of uh, uh, one of these men. Go over here, Andre. This young man right here. I need a person right here. One more. Give me a female. Oh, you got oh right here. Okay, very good. All right, no problem. That's all right. Have men on women. That's that's fine. We need one more person. We need one more person. One more person. Come quickly. Now, now you all up here, do you all believe that word y'all just heard? Then say, I am anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. Say, Jesus is the healer. Not me. Say again, Jesus is the healer. Not me. Now, I'm going to tell you what I do from time to time. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. When, God, when you lay hands on people, how the Spirit of God lead you? You have to be led by the Spirit of God. Be sensitive. Everything. You may do it one way today, and, and, and you see the people manifest, get their healing, say, oh, this is what I did it the last time. It ain't going to work the last time. You be led by the Spirit of God each time. Amen? Amen. I'm going to speak and decree in the atmosphere before you pray, before you lay hands. You coming in line? Oh, okay. Can y'all spread just a little bit more, if you will? And I'm going to have you. Uh, uh, now, since a male is with a, a, a female, it's okay you lay your hands right here. But uh, we don't, uh, men don't ever lay your hands on any body parts. So just lay your hands on the top of the person's head, the female. If they got pain in their stomach area, whatever the case may be, if they're back, that's fine. You can lay your hands on the back. But uh, 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 just lay your hands on top of the head, and the, the Spirit of God is going, can flow through you to them. Amen? This is what I do many times uh, before I come to a church service. I'm, I'm preaching out, and many times God will reveal to me certain things, conditions that God deals with me. He'll show me certain conditions that is present before I go to a church service. And what I would usually do before I go to that church service, uh, I'll take care of everything in the atmosphere before I get there. I begin to cut off all satanic and demonic reinforcement or opposition to the people receiving their, 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 their healing. Amen? So I, I may do something like this right here. Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak right now to the forces of darkness um, in the airways. Um, I bind, rebuke, cast down, and cut off now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak, decree, and declare. Dichotomy, I come on in segregation in your midst, even now in Jesus' name. I decree and declare by the blood of the cross. I call you paralyzed, um, neutralized, um, and put to death now in the name of the Lord Jesus. You cannot, shall not, and will not interfere with the manifestation and demonstration of the health of God's people in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I go. It's already done. It's already settled. Then I, then, I, then I call that condition up. I said, those of you that are challenging this, 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 I have them come up. And when they come up, this is how it works with me. It works different everybody, differently. When I bypass you, I like to walk from one end to the other end. Because usually what happens with me, 
as I'm walking, there is a, 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 a mentor that falls on me when I walk before certain people. When that happens, I know instantaneously they're getting ready to get a miracle. And sometimes I don't even have to lay hands on them. As soon as I walk by them, it's automatically lifted because of that mantle that comes upon me, that anointing. That's what it really is, an anointing. That comes upon me, and I know God's going to do something specifically with that person, but usually everybody gets healed. Now, those that are standing in line, uh, those that are going to lay hands on them, ask them, are you ready to receive the impartation of divine health in your body? Now, go ahead and, 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 and place... Uh, uh, tell them where the pain is and go ahead and put your hand in that particular area. That's what he said with your back. Put, put, put his hand, put his hand where, where the pain is. Put, put his hand there. Yeah. Have the person put their hand where, that, where, where the pain is. That's good. That's good. Have her sit down. That's, that's good. Now, ask them before you pray for them, ask them, do you believe Jesus can make you whole right now? All right. Now, this is what I want you to do. Go ahead and lay your hands on that area. And I want you not to pray, but I want you to take authority. I want you to go ahead and say, I speak to this body, uh, or whatever the area is. I speak to it in Jesus' name. Now, whatever it is, don't say I speak to it. If it's the ankle, if it's the bike, say I speak to this bike. No, 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 no. Don't say bike if it ain't bike. Whatever it is, are you getting Whatever your person situation, you say I speak to this, that area. So I say I speak to you in the name of Jesus. And I take dominion over you. And I subdue you. And I bring you subject. To the kingdom of God. I release the anointing to destroy. The anointing to restore. Even now, in the name of Jesus, I command this part of the body to divine your line. Behold now. Be healed now. Be delivered now. Behold. Be healed. Be delivered. Behold. Be delivered. Be healed. Now. 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 In Jesus' name. Now tell them to do something they couldn't do with that part of the body. Tell them to do something they couldn't do. Pain gone? Get a little handle of the praise. Pain gone? Get a little handle of the praise. Pain gone? Ah, give them praise. Is pain gone? Give them praise. GG, the pain gone? Give me praise. What about you, sir? It's gone? You sure? Give the Lord praise. What about you? It's gone? Give him praise. Pain gone? Give him praise. What about down here? What about down here? You sure? She says she's good. Give the Lord praise. Okay. See, he just told me she got taxes in the chest. He says, this is a man 
We don't lay hands on women. Check them. So you just got yours. Feel you receive. You feel it. You give. Come lay hands on her chest. What about you, sweetie? You can breathe. It's open up. What about you, sir? It's gone. The pain gone. Get the Lord. Come on. Praise it. What about you? It's gone. Yes. Oh, she had it. Okay, she had tight. The tightness in the chest area is totally gone. Now, now you lay your hands in the back, on her back. You get a chance. Just want you to uh, speak to her, uh, uh, Michelle. I want you to say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that which has been distorted in her bronchial passages, that which has been distorted in her lungs, I curse it to the root. And I commend it to divinely align now in the name of Jesus. Body, be whole. Body, be healed. Body, be delivered. Now in Jesus' name. Now inhale the next year three times a year. Is it gone? Get a little handle to pray. I want everybody in here to say, I have the power. Say it again. I have the power. Say, I have the power of the Holy Ghost. Say it again. I have the power of the Holy Ghost. I have the power of the Holy Ghost. Say it one more time. I have the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, watch it right. Please listen. This is God, ladies and gentlemen. This is God. Just like what God did. He was, that was what? Reconciliation and what? Repentance. That, that's the name of our, that was our subject today. Repentance, the results of kingdom encounters. They just encountered Him. You just gave the people who? Him. Who is Him? Jesus. Now, can this work over your finances? It works the same way. It works the same way. Then let's put it to the test. Can we put it to the test? Man, I feel that anointing just come upon me. As soon as I said it, it just came on me. I guarantee you somebody is going to experience it before Sunday next week. I don't know who you are. But this, this is how it works. It just came on me. Let's put it to the test. Realistically, don't ask God for a million dollars by, by uh, Sunday next week. But believe for something that you really can believe. I want you to get it in your spirit. Something you really can believe that God can manifest by next Sunday. We're going to command it to be reconciled. Back to him and back to you. So I want you to get a number. Something you can believe. You see, if I were you, I would experiment on it. Something that you know where your faith is. You know your faith is not a million dollars. Come on, don't try to say a million. To be a, a man. Believing for a light bill. Believing, believing for a car note. Believe him for a, a mortgage payment. If you can believe for one, can't you believe for two? If you believe for two, can't you believe for three? 
This is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you got, got, do you have that number in your spirit? Stand to your feet. We're going to command that thing to come in alignment with God. We're going to command it to do what? We get ready to experience reconciliation. It belongs to God. Jesus took the fish and the loaves and he broke them, blessed them, and they multiplied. Let's do this right here. Now, I ain't never done this before. I just, when I said that, it just came in my spirit. I want you to get a dollar bill out, whatever, whatever amount, doesn't matter. Just get, get, a, get a piece of money out. We're going we to speak to it. Because where your money is, there's a whole lot more out there. Isn't that right? A whole lot more. And, and, and ladies, I'm not asking you for the offering. Just get the money out. Right? I'm not asking you for it. See, the hesitating like, he might ask me for this. I'm not asking you for this. No, seriously, I, I, I just picked that up. I just picked it up. If you already understood this and believed this, that thought would never even enter your mind. God is doing some extraordinary things in my life, and they find it just blowing me away. So it ain't about, <laughs> it's, it's happening. And before it's all over with, I'm going to be able to give you something. Uh, amen. I love you. But anyway, I want you to get your money because you're going to speak to it. You're going to speak to it. What you need? Oh. No, 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 no. Keep it in your hand. You, you, no, no. Oh, kids. Oh, okay. Okay. And if I you, I, I, I wouldn't be playing on that keyboard. Don't, don't play. <laughs> don't even play. Amen. Speak to this thing. Amen. I'm not telling y'all to do it. I better get mine in my hand, too. <laughs> Amen. Now, listen, please listen to me. By, by next week, if you are the ones that, that it manifests, by Sunday next week, I want you to come testify. This is all about the glory of God. How great He is and the ministry that He has committed to us. He have committed a ministry of reconciliation and given you an, a word of what? Reconciliation. We saw that demonstrated. Now, I want you to take your money and I want you to speak to it. Say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I take this seed and I bless it in the name of Jesus. And I command it to multiply. I command it to increase. And I command my money to be reconciled in harmony 
and in favor with his creator. I command the harvest of the sea to be reconciled to me, harmonize with me, favor with me, come to me now, be reconciled to me now. I speak it, I decree it, and I declare it to be so. It's done. It's settled. It's sealed by the blood in Jesus' name. Now give him a praise, if you will. Hallelujah! I just heard there will be several divine connections this week. There will be several divine connections this week for these some some for some it's gonna happen different for everybody. It ain't gonna happen the same way. But this is your due season, your set time. If if the word of God is real, if it's real, then let's see. Anybody EJ McKenzie, this is this is his word. I'm not responsible. He's responsible for his word. And baby, this is our season. Do you believe that? Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. 